Welcome to the Silver Screen Podcast. I'm Jared Boomer. And I'm Katie Ganey. This is a podcast about movies and pop culture. And today we are not really reviewing anything, but we're just going to be discussing the Friends reunion that happened on HBO Max. Very popular, very highly anticipated. The first time that all six of them have been back in front of a camera and quite some time in the same room together. So we'll kind of dissect that a little bit. Also, Katie, very big Friends fan. So interested to hear your thoughts on, on the Friends reunion coming up in just a few minutes. Huge, huge fan. I wish we could have played the music at the beginning, but I'm sure that would break all kinds of rules. But we definitely couldn't let this reunion go by without talking about it. So Jared, I really appreciate you humoring me and watching the show so we could do this. Yes, we will be discussing the Friends reunion this afternoon, this evening on this on the show. So first up, we have some Friends related news, though. Matthew Perry and his fiance Molly Hurwitz broke up after a six month engagement. So they did not last very long. And Benifer is also happening again. So I have uh, to an say old relationship renewed. <laughs> yes. Now, Matthew Perry, I'm not. I'm not super surprised. I feel bad for him, but there was quite a large age difference between the two of them and they hadn't dated that long. But Benifer, I'm like, I'm bothered by how much I care. I'm not like deeply invested, but I'm also curious about this. Um, I, I've also read this as kind of a phenomenon that's happening where specifically with Benifer, where people are like ex- weirdly excited about it. Okay, like they want it to be a thing again. Yeah, like so. I think we all kind of want it to happen, but also he is still smoking. That is the only thing that is truly bothering me is they took a picture of her looking super glamorous outside some house in Miami where they're staying, and he's just there looking like a slob smoking a cigarette. And I was like, stop it, Ben. You're better than this. <laughs> so that's basically all of our news. <laughs> um, and we also wanted to give a shout out because we did our giveaway during the Oscars episode, and our winner, Steph, she, instead of requesting a gift card, she wanted us to pay it back to an organization. So that was a very nice idea. Thank you for that, Steph, that you suggested that we donate to some organizations. He said, you can choose the organization or I have one in mind that might be interesting. And this is an organization that I hadn't heard about before, but it's called Hire Her Back. Um, and basically what it does is it supports uh, women and also people of color um, that work in the television and film industry and works to you know hire them back as their lives have been affected by the pandemic and production shutdown and things like that. Now that they're restarting back up and jobs are becoming available once again, this organization is trying to help get women back into those TV and film roles, you know, not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera as well and, and writing and directing and, and all of that kind of stuff as well. Yes, I did. I wanted to thank Steph publicly. Um, I actually did know Steph, but I was not sure this was her when she won, but we really appreciated the review. So I want everyone to know there was no unfair bias there. But I thought this was such a beautiful idea to do this um, instead of a gift card. So I am going to make the donation today and I will send that on to her too so she can see it. But Jared and I are more than happy to support this organization. And we wanted to mention it too. So if you're interested in either learning about the organization or making a donation yourself, every dollar matters. Um, The website is womeninfilm.org slash advocacy, A-D-V-O-C-A-C-Y. 
slash hire her back. You can go to womeninfilm.org just so you know, but I would recommend just putting that whole thing in. Again, that's womeninfilm.org slash advocacy slash hire her back. So you can read more or donate. The donate button is in the top right corner of the screen. But thank you again, Steph. We really appreciate all that you've done and also paying it forward. And we will continue to do that as well. Yes. Thank you very much for that. Cause that is very, uh, very helpful and very supportive. And we, we'd love to support an organization that helps out women in film and television. Cause this is a film podcast. So definitely fine with that for sure. So thank you very much, Steph, for entering the contest and then winning, then deciding to, to pay it back. And we will make that donation as well, um, to that hire her back organization, which is great. So very excited about that. And we have a few recommendations here on this episode. I don't have a ton of recommendations. I did watch Bo Burnham's new uh, Netflix special called Inside, which is on Netflix. Very interesting. He shot, edited, directed, wrote everything. It's basically a one-man show, but he did everything in front of and behind the camera. Um, And I would say if you've never watched something from Bo Burnham before, I would maybe not start with this. It's, (laughs) I mean, he has a very specific type of comedy, and I feel like that comedy without an audience is even more kind of obscure. So I would watch maybe one of his specials where there is an audience to start with, just so you get an idea for his type of comedy. But this is a very good special. Um, Talked a lot about, I mean, it was funny, but it was also kind of sad at times too, just talking about the pandemic and kind of an indirect way. um, And also how everybody's just kind of been by themselves the whole past year and a half while we've been dealing with this. And he worked on this for basically the entire pandemic, writing it, editing it, shooting it, all that stuff. So it's on Netflix if you want to check it out. But I thought it was a very good special. So that's awesome. I'm glad to hear about it. I did. Um, so I have not been watching TV or reading, or I haven't been watching TV or films really, but I am currently reading Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. And Jared, this book was like super, super popular the last few years. Yeah, and I own I've, this book, but I haven't oh, read you? it yet. So, so yeah. that's exactly what I did. I bought it so long ago and it wasn't Book of the Month Club or anything. I just bought it because I heard it was fantastic. And it's been sitting on my shelf. Um, part of what scared me from it, everybody, like everyone I know, I think 30 people I know on Goodreads have read it and they've all given it four or five stars. But I've also repeatedly heard that it's sad. So I don't know if it ends in a sad way, or if a lot of the book is just sad, but it works out in the end. I don't know. But I will tell you, it has a slow start. So if anyone is like nervous about this book, like I was, it, it is a slow burn, but I'm, a, I'm 175 pages in and I'm really getting invested now. So like the story's interesting, the writing's beautiful. So I think I'm going to end up liking it, but that's all I have on the agenda. But I did want to share that I clearly have a reading obsession. It's getting out of control because I ordered my usual three books from Book of the Month, Jared, because you can always add two add-ons. Okay. And then I went to the library twice this week for no apparent reason and walked out with five books. So that's eight books that I already didn't need, but I just can't stop. Send help. <laughs> so you have a lot of books. Yeah, I can't stop. Like I have plenty at home. I do not need to buy more books, order more books, check out more books, but I can't stop. Hey, that's okay. I mean, reading is is great. So, Thank and you. does in Dayton do they do a uh, like an adult summer reading program as well? I don't does know. The library I think do that. I'm pretty sure they did before the pandemic. I don't know if they're doing okay. that now, but our library does an exceptional job with programming and things. Um, and I did want to let you know. I forgot. I checked out Lord of the Flies. For some reason, I was never made to read that in school. I don't know if it was because I was in like the AP English class. But I never read it and everybody says it's good and it's a classic. And I've kind of always been a little 
like not interested in it, but it's a very short book. And I'm trying to read, I think I mentioned this before, I'm trying to read six classics this year. So I checked it out and I plan to read that soon too to cross it off my list and also complete help complete that goal of six classic books this year. Very nice. So Thanks. that's basically all of our recommends. So we'll get into the Friends Reunion. It's technically called Friends the Reunion, also known as the one where they got back together. If you watch Friends, every episode title starts with the one where or the one that or the, you know, something yes. like that. So that's all the titles for Friends. Um, it's, it came out on HBO Max on May 27th. It's an hour and 44 minutes and it was hosted by James Corden. I have some thoughts on James Corden hosting it. We'll I bet you do. In a few Somehow minutes. Somehow I knew. <laughs> but starred the entire original cast of Friends, the main characters, Matthew Perry, Jennifer Aniston, Matt LeBlanc, Courtney Cox, David Schwimmer, Lisa Kudrow, along with some guest appearances by Lady Gaga, Cindy Crawford, Cara Delevingne, Justin Bieber, Maggie Wheeler, uh, Elliot Gould, Christina Pickles, Larry Hankin, Thomas Lennon, Tom Selleck were all in the Friends reunion uh, special. So it was a star-studded affair, not just with the yes. cast of Friends, but with other characters on Friends and other just celebrities as well. So I'm glad you remembered Tom Selleck. I completely forgot, but Tom Selleck was on there and he's a beloved character for sure. Yes. And some of the some of the celebrity interactions were like 30 seconds and some got, you know, five minutes. It just depended on who the celebrity was. So and how how much of a star they were. So we'll just kind of talk about the reunion now. Um, and then we'll kind of just give our thoughts on it. We're not, again, we're not going to grade it, but we're just going to kind of discuss it a little bit. I will say, I guess we should start Katie before we talk about the reunion Mm -hmm. and talk about when did you start watching friends? Did you watch it when it was on originally back in the, in the nineties and early two thousands, or did you pick it up later? What a great question. Jared, I'm so flattered that you asked. So oddly enough, I started watching Friends. I was not allowed to watch it when it was first out because I was too young. I think my parents just thought the subject matter because people like live together and they talked about like sleeping with different people. I think my parents were just like, no. Mm -hmm. So uh, at some point, they just kind of like got a little a little more lax with that because I had a boyfriend at the time named Michael. Great guy. I have nothing but good things to say about him. His family... I grew up in church with them. They were obsessed with friends. Like collectively, the entire family loved friends, but especially his brother. And so his brother, Jeffrey, was the one that turned me on to it. And I went on vacation with their family once. And I remember the entire drive we had friends on in the car because you know how those vans you used to be able to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So we watched friends and I was like, this is the greatest show I've ever seen. I think I was 16 or 17 when this happened. Just to give you a time frame, I'm now 32. Um, but it w- it's been like a nonstop obsession ever since then. I do remember, I can't remember how old I was when, so 2004, so high school. I do remember the final episode. I did watch some of it. I don't think I watched the whole thing and I didn't have a quite a clear picture yet of what was happening. I think that was right when the obsession was starting. Um, but I do remember watching some of the final episode, but I love it so much. I bought all of the DVDs. I actually ruined a couple of the DVDs. I watched them so much. So now I'm on my second box set of DVDs. <laughs> and then also um, this weekend, Jared, I had my bachelorette party because we're vaccinated and people are feeling better. Um, and it was a pretty controlled environment, but they threw a friends themed bachelorette party for me. And it was the greatest time of my life. And we called it the one where Katie gets married. 
Very nice. So, yes. Kate, you're obviously a very big fan of Friends, and I will say, full blown. I'm a I'm a fan. I don't think I'm as big a fan as you are. I have watched it, like I said on the last episode. I've watched a decent amount of episodes. I have not watched every episode in order. It's just more of a it's on TV. I'll turn it on while I'm making yeah. dinner, or you know, whatever the case may be. At my parents' house, we had cable, so it would just be on sometimes while we were just hanging out. So I did watch a decent amount of episodes, and then in college, I watched a decent amount as well. I had a lot of friends who liked Friends, so uh-huh. if we were, you know, sometimes we just put it on while we were studying or working on a project or something. So it was very much like background television a lot of the times, but it's still a very funny show. And, you know, one of the most beloved comedies of all time. So, yes, totally see why they did a reunion. One, to kind of boost the fact that all the episodes are on HBO Max. Also helps people sign up for HBO Max, get them interested. Yep, sure and also, does. all the friends made uh, two and a half million each for doing this reunion special. So What? Jared, what? <laughs> yeah, which pales in comparison to what they made when they were on the show. Yeah, it was a million still. an episode. Yeah, two and a half million for ninety minutes is uh wow. is not bad. So yeah, think I would I think I would sign on for that. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it yet, basically it's kind of split between um, interviews with the cast, candid moments with the cast, the cast with James Corden in front of an audience. They also reenact the episode where Ross gives the quiz, um, and the girls are on one team and the boys are on another. They do that. They do a little table read as well. They have some celebrities show up. So it's kind of a mismatch of a lot of different things happening, which I kind of liked and also didn't like at the same time. It just felt like they were trying to cram a lot into this hour and a half special. And I would have liked if maybe they would have picked one format, either the, you know, sit down with James Corden and get interviewed or we're going to act out an episode because they said, we're not doing an episode. We're not going to do a new episode as our characters. But then they did the table read, which was kind of almost like, okay, you're still going to read an episode though, part of an Mm -hmm. episode as your, as your characters. So, um, but yeah, a lot of different things happening. I will say I did like the beginning. I thought it was very cool how they started it, where they just walked into the soundstage where the the sets were, and they were all just kind of by themselves. Nobody else was in there except the the camera people, Um, you know, and they were really just able to capture their raw emotions of not seeing the set for so many years. And I thought that was a really great way to start it in terms of really letting you just kind of them just kind of see this this set that they did so many episodes on and acted on and did so many things on and they're reminiscing and just kind of celebrating the the times in their life when they were on on the show. I agree. I I am with you though about the um like some of the celebs that they had. I was this was if we were I know we're not doing likes and dislikes, but I was really confused by Justin Bieber being there. And then also um, Cara Delevingne. It's not like they're not cool. And I guess that appeals to a younger audience. But I was also like, what random, like how much more random can you get? Um, Also, not throwing shade, but neither of them are Americans. And the show was an American show. So that was also weird. Um, So I I, I don't know how I felt about that choice. Now, I did love, I thought it was great that they had Elliot Gould, Christina Pickles, and Larry Hankin because Larry Hankin played Mr. Heckles. He was a huge person on the show. And then the Christina and Elliot played Ross and Rachel, or excuse me, Ross and Monica's parents. And they, first of all, I'm so glad they're both still alive and healthy, but they were hysterical. They featured prominently in the show. So people like that, I didn't care how long they were on screen. The one person I noticed 
I should have said, I didn't care that if they were on screen, I was just glad they were there. Like I didn't care how long they stayed on. Um, the one person I was so surprised they didn't have was Paul Rudd because mm-hmm. Paul yeah. Rudd is friends with Jennifer Aniston. They've done several like movies together. Um, they like it. And he was Phoebe's. That's who Phoebe ends up with. He plays Mike. So I was, that was my one disappointment really was that he wasn't on it. So I don't know if he's unable to be on it, if he was filming something, but I was surprised by that choice. Yeah, that was a little odd. So, um, and you could tell they definitely wanted, like, this was supposed to come out. This was supposed to happen earlier than it did, like last year. Mm-hmm. And they're like, the pandemic, we have to wait because of the pandemic. And that's that. I totally understand that health and safety reasons. But I think the main reason they waited is because they wanted that live audience for the interview portion. They probably could have done this a lot sooner if it had just been James Corden and the six actors, you know, yeah. once they all get vaccinated and tested, you know, and then. You know, you could just record it then. But I guess since they had the audience there, they did do it outside. But since they wanted an audience, they they decided to wait a little bit longer on it. Yeah. So. And I agreed with you, too, about the um the set, like how they started the show. I absolutely loved that because I I thought they did a great job, truly, of having an interview sit down portion versus candid moments where they're all just talking and catching up. I thought that was spectacular. I, because I don't think I would have liked all or nothing in either direction. It was nice that James Corden got to ask them, in my opinion, questions about like, what do we not know about the show? Um, and then how they all reflected on like who got cast when. I thought that was fascinating. I always knew, I knew Matt LeBlanc, the story he told about how he was drunk the night before. I'd heard that story before, but I never knew the order in which they were cast for the show. That was cool. I never knew others were doing other shows, like were contractually obligated to do those and had to be kind of like convinced to leave that contract. Um, So I really enjoyed that. And then the story everyone is talking about is that uh, David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston apparently had crushes on each other. When they first started on the show, I can't say I'm shocked about that, but David Schwimmer just doesn't do it for me in any capacity. Uh, But I think it would make a difference, too, if we were the same age, if I knew him at that time and if I actually knew him, not from a distance like this as just an onlooker. But if I actually knew him, I might have a crush on him. But I thought that was that was a really fun story to hear. I don't know that it was breaking news. I was fascinated and listened to the story, but I was also like, I don't think this is as big a deal as people are making it. Yeah. So it's, and it seemed like to me, the questions were very much like pre-screened, like, don't ask us about this. Don't talk about that. Like I would have liked some more, I guess, meatier questions from James Corden or from the producers or whoever. I would have liked, you know, some things like, was there any tension between any of you? You know, did Mm -hmm. anybody get on your nerves? How do you, how did you, you know, even, even you could even ask them something about the fact that like today out of that cast, Jennifer Aniston is probably the biggest star arguably. So you could ask Mm -hmm. them, you know, Jen's career kind of exploded. The rest of you did things, but you know, how how was your life post friends and and things like that that were just kind of I just would have liked a little bit more um you know like meat on the documentary or a little bit more of those types of like that Schwimmer Anison thing is the thing everybody's talking about and that's yep. kind of the juicy part of it I would have liked more juicy stuff we all this show has been ten seasons it's been tw- fifteen years since it's been on the air there's been countless things written about it you know other things made that don't have the cast in it documentaries and specials and things like that so yep. I would have liked you have all six of them in the room for the first time and who knows how long let's ask some really you know 
solid questions instead of, hey, do you guys still like each other? And not just something about the love life. Like, that's always the default. Did anyone sleep with anyone? Is anybody in love? Did anybody have a crush? Like, I'm over it. And also, I think it's fun what you said, because Courtney Cox, everybody knew, you know, when she was cast, she was the most famous person at that time. But I think you're right. I think Jen Aniston is probably having the most, I I think, busy career. Lisa mm-hmm. Kudrow, I would think, would be a close second because Lisa Kudrow's done the comeback. She's done a lot of different things. Matt LeBlanc has done quite a few things. Um, also, I do believe the women when they say they're friends, like we've seen it. I believe it. I don't. And I think they do all check on each other. But I think some of that was just like to reassure people like they don't hate each other. I really don't know that I believe that all six of them are in touch regularly. I think it's more the women are all in touch and the guys are kind of like around if they're ever around. Yeah. Well, like there's that clip of Matthew Perry that's been going around too. That's like kind of, they ask him like, do you all still keep in touch? And Lisa Kudrow's like, yeah, we all still call each other and talk to each other. And Matthew Perry's like, nobody ever calls me. And some people thought that 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 was was a joke. joke or some people thought he was being serious. So he didn't laugh after he said it. Um, but you know, I don't know if he was being just his channel or being self, or if he was doing, you know, if he was serious that they don't get in contact with him. So I'm not sure. I Um, couldn't tell either. And then I wanted to ask you, Jared, about Matthew Perry. Did you think he was slurring his words? Because I'll tell you right now, I didn't. And whatever everybody's talking about, I must not have noticed. Yeah, he had like emergency dental surgery before they did this, which is why his mouth kind of looked a little odd Um, and the speech thing. So that's what it was. I didn't notice it a ton, but I did see other people talk about it. So, and then also like, it seemed like some of the, the cast was really interested to be there. Some of the cast didn't want anything to do with it. Like I will say my favorite part was probably Matt LeBlanc. He seemed to be the most excited about being back. He was reminiscing on tons of stuff. He was just like so excited to see everybody and happy to be there. And like he had really good energy throughout the whole thing. And then some of them just seemed like they didn't really want to. They were just doing it for the paycheck. You know what I mean? They're just doing it for the two and a half million. Whereas Matt LeBlanc was like, yeah, I'm happy to, I, these people I haven't seen in a while. I did a show with them for 10 years. This is, this is a lot of fun. Let's, you know, seemed like you just had fun that whole day where some of them were just kind of like, yeah, I guess I'll do this because it's, you know, I'm getting paid two and a half million for it. So. Right. Yeah. I wondered the same thing. I definitely think Matt LeBlanc seemed the most excited to be there. Now I do believe Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox getting emotional. I fully believe that. Like, I don't, I don't really think any of them were being disingenuous. I just, don't know that I buy that all six of them are constantly in touch. Although they didn't say that they didn't say constantly in touch. Um, uh, another thing I loved though, I thought that this was truly like a mega fans dream because I loved that they showed old videos of them when they started, you heard stories about how they were cast and everything. Like I already mentioned, I thought all of that stuff was really fascinating. And it was, it reminded me of the Audrey Hepburn documentary. I just watched that really had some new information because if you are someone who is completely enthralled by Audrey Hepburn or friends like I am, you've read the books, you've gone to the fan experiences, you've, you know, you've done all the stuff you can do to celebrate those things. So it's really nice when you stumble upon a documentary or a reunion special like this, where you actually do get new information and behind the scenes access. So I, I thought they did a really good job with that. And I also liked the length of it. I don't know if, I'm sure you caught on to that too, but I felt like this didn't drone on and on. I thought it had a nice pace. Um, 
they didn't dwell too much on anything. And again, they didn't spend too much time backstage versus the interviews with James Corden, et cetera. So I thought they did a really good job, I thought, with the pacing of this whole thing. Yeah, it wasn't too long. I will say the way it was edited together was a little weird. I would have preferred everything kind of in one like chunk, like do the part with James Corden and that's mm-hmm. a chunk. Do the quiz game, that's a chunk. Do the part with the like... I can't remember if it was the director or casting director where they're talking about how they cast them all, do that part in a chunk. You know what I like? Yeah. I feel like that would have made it flow a little bit better. Whereas they kind of cut all those things in, in with each other. And it's like, Oh yeah, we are doing this game or, Oh yeah, we're going back to the table read after we asked a question or two, you know, I would have mm-hmm. just preferred it to be kind of all, you know, like the beginning was where like they seeing the set for the first time. And that's all just, you know, the first 10 minutes is just that, you know, them seeing right. the set after so many years. So also got to talk about my boy, James Corden, who I don't love, but please do. I understood why they had him host the special. He's a very Tell safe me. host. He's not, uh, he's not going to do anything that is going to be controversial or ask any questions that they don't want him to ask. You know, he's definitely like, for HBO Max and, you know, the networks and, and all that stuff. So I get that. Um, and I guess he, he was fun. He had fun with it, but I just don't really love him as a talk show personality. I think it would have been cool to have, you know, maybe another late night host hostess like Colbert hosting this could have been pretty interesting or, yeah. you know, Fallon hosting this would have been fun, a little like, cheesy, but... <laughs> well, and Kimmel, I think Kimmel actually has friendships with some of them too. Yeah, Kimmel so would have been would good have been. as well. So mm-hmm. just maybe another, or Conan, or I don't know who you would get, but just another, I just don't really love James Corden. That's just a me thing, but I feel like Colbert or Kimmel even probably would also ask some of those like meteor questions that I was hoping to get from you know, the special. So, you know, I feel like they would have maybe asked some more, not hard hitting questions, but just some more revealing questions or some more of things that you may not know about the cast. And then the thing is with that too, this is pre-recorded and edited. If they, if say Stephen Colbert asked something and then one of them's like, I don't want that to be in the special, you can very easily edit that out. So it wouldn't be like there would be a, you know, it's not live. So it's not like they're in danger of like, putting something out there that they don't want to get out there. So I just feel like one of them may have been a little bit better. Probably would have had a little more serious tone, but I think there's a, there's a part for being funny. And then there's also the part of you haven't seen each other for a while. The show's been off the air for 15 years and it's had a huge impact. How do you feel about that? You know, with your, and they're all young when they were on the show. This was either the first or second or third thing. A lot of them did. So, and it was probably arguably still the biggest thing that they've done in their entire career. So that's interesting. The fact that, Normally, your career your career builds, but with this, it's like they all started off with a show that was so massive that that had mm-hmm. to be you know a lot of fame at a at a young age for all of them. So yeah. Also, a professor of mine at UND, Jared, was at Northwestern with Schwimmer when he was in theater. Like they were oh, in the theater cool. program together. Mm-hmm. Um, he just said he was really serious. That's what my professor okay. always told me. Um, so I actually I don't want to play it's not devil's advocate. I don't really mind the questions that were asked. Okay. I was a little I'm only saying that because I think you and I have different perspectives on the show, which makes it more interesting. I am someone that like since I love the show so much, I was happy to hear all this like happy commentary and kind of happy go lucky. I don't know that I needed anything juicy and I kind of appreciated that they didn't ask some of the questions that are typically you know how some people ask women like how do you balance a career and a child like yeah yeah I I was kind of glad they didn't ask questions like that but I do agree with you that James Corden to me was an odd choice I don't dislike him but I don't regularly watch his show either he's Mm -hmm. kind of like 
just kind of, if it's on, it's on, but I'm not going to go looking for his show. Um, but I agree with all your reasoning why he was a good, safe choice for the show. And then I think just the last thing I want to say um, was that I really appreciated that they gave the reason why they never made a movie or continued the series. Uh, Lisa Kudra, I believe, was the one that answered this question. She had talked to Marta Kaufman and Kevin Bright and everybody that started the show. And they ultimately just said, you know, we really gave it a lot of thought how we ended this show. And you know, to make it more interesting, you would have had to make a lot of those happy endings unravel. And that's not what we wanted to do. And I agree with that because a lot of times when we see things like this come back to life, somebody has to die or there has to be a divorce. There has to be some sort of horrible conflict. It's never like a medium sized problem. It's always like really a depressing something has to bring people back together. So I, I, as much as I love friends, I am okay with it living in that space and time that it did and not continuing it on. So I thought that was great reasoning. And I'm glad they addressed that for a lot of the people who might've been wondering that same thing, but I was ultimately super pleased with the reunion, loved it. And if you all have HBO max, or if you're obsessed with friends, I highly recommend it. Yeah, check it out. It's not a it's not a bad reunion at all. Um, and I agree with you there on the ending that I think that it makes a lot of sense that they didn't make more episodes because so many shows like Arrested Development did more episodes with Netflix. Those aren't as good. Um, you know, The Office continued after Steve Carell left. Those aren't as good. So the fact that they ended it had all six of the main cast still there. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice ending episode. Everybody gets very emotional if you haven't seen the final episode of Friends, um, especially Jen Aniston. So, um, but it's yeah it's a good reunion and if you like friends you'll like it even more if you are just a casual fan of friends i would still suggest that you watch it because that's kind of me i'm a casual fan but i still enjoyed enjoyed the reunion so there you go that's our thoughts on the friends reunion you can follow the show on social media at podcast silver on twitter and instagram also search the silver screen podcast on facebook and be sure to leave us a review and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts on the next episode of the show we will be reviewing the new movie a Quiet Place Part 2. John Krasinski directing, Emily Blunt back to star. All of the original cast is back um, as well. So uh, a worthy sequel, I think. And uh, we'll be discussing that more in depth on our next episode of the show. Until next time, we'd like to thank the Academy. 